Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation with Bill Lavers. I really enjoy checking in with the uh, economic development leaders all across coastal Mississippi. The work that they're doing uh, is so important. It can, I mean, I, I've I say that every time we talk, but it really is in so many different ways, as as uh, as Bill expressed there uh, just a, a few minutes ago. But I enjoy his enthusiasm too, and his love for what he what he's doing. It it is very contagious. You know, there's a quote that I really like from Vince Lombardi, and it says this: "The quality of a person's life is in direct proportion to their commitment to excellence." regardless of their chosen field of endeavor. I think that's so true. And it's especially true in the community. People who, you know, do their work, but also commit back to the community. And so many of the people we celebrate here on Coastview sort of fit that description. They're, they're people who have had success in their careers, but they have really been engaged in the community. I got a note from a friend of mine. Uh, you know him well because he was a regular here on Coastview. Uh, Brian Lamar, who was the public affairs officer at the CB base, and he moved to Okinawa, and uh, we've had a, we've had him on the show from Okinawa since he's been over there. He'll be there for a year or two or three. I don't know how long, but he'll eventually be back here to uh, Mississippi. But I've enjoyed watching him and staying in touch with him. But he sent me a note about Jerry Dodge, and he said, "This is what he said. He said he's been in the Diablville St. Martin Chamber forever." He's a Lions Club member and officer for at least a decade. He's involved every year in the North Bay uh, Mardi Gras Association ever since I can remember. And then he also said that he's been um, uh, uh, worked at the 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 Iberville People's Bank for a very long time. I you know, and there's more to the story than that, of course. But <clears throat> Brian was uh, uh, a member uh, or maybe the president of Jerry Dodge's fan club, and I invite decided to invite Jerry Dodge to join me today just to visit about the things that he's involved with is, you know, talk about his commitment to excellence in the community. So without any further ado, let me welcome Jerry Dodge to Coastview. How you doing, Jerry? I'm having a great morning, Ricky. Really, really good. Off to a good start, and I'm happy to be here today. It's good to see you, man. I know our paths have crossed over the many years. And, uh, of course, you know that I have worked, I've watched uh, very closely People's Bank for a number of years, having worked with Chavez in the community on so many different projects, not the least of which was after Hurricane Katrina. But you're a vice president there in D'Iberville. Um Tell me about what you do. Well, I've been, been with the People's Bank. I just celebrated 25 years. I am mainly a commercial lender, but I'm also a regional manager. I'm privileged to work with six lenders across uh, about five different locations as far as the lending function goes. And um, I, this is my 42nd. I'm almost almost on my 43rd year of being a being a lender, and it seems like it's uh, part and parcel of who I am now. Yeah, it's very, you know, I have a, I have a specific attachment to D'Iberville. Um, after Hurricane Katrina, uh, Mayor Rusty Quaid was deeply engaged with the charrettes that we had. And 
these were these were just sort of brainstorming sessions about uh, what is possible after the storm. And the mayor spent a lot of time learning from the architects and planners. And there was a specific architect and planner from Miami that was assigned. There were over a hundred of them that were involved in the charrettes that were part of the governor's commission. But there was one from Miami that was sort of um, married up to Diaberville. And Diaberville kind of stayed in touch, had some meetings following Hurricane Katrina. And in fact, um, I was assigned to sort of be a, a liaison and spoke at some uh, public meetings there in Diaville as, as it relates to that. But I was always impressed with Rusty's, Rusty's commitment to kind of embrace the future of Diaberville. And you go back, at, man, Diaberville went from this sleepy community to this incredible um, sort of economic engine for for the coast in a lot of ways. When you think about retail, you think about that interchange and what's happening there. Think about the Mand- Mandel's uh, uh, investments there. Um, Diaberville has a story to tell, doesn't it? Yeah, it really, it really does. You know, I came over here when it was um, really not even a, a, it was not a city yet. It, we're in fact we're having our 35th birthday, the city of Diaberville, tonight. But Diaberville had a real uh, fork in the road many, many years ago when a group of investors had purchased the raw land where the uh, Lakeview Shopping Center is. And uh, a road had been built, and it was, you probably know the story, Ricky, but a road had been built, and it was in the wrong place. And the uh, key tenants, like Walmart and Lowe's and so forth, for them to come in, that road had to be moved. And it was a great leap of faith. And, uh, of course, Rusty and our city council at that time, Mayor Quave and our city council, were um, adamant at first, well, we're not going to do that. But they had the wisdom to spend the money and uh, borrow the money through the TIF function, the TIF bond, and move that road, and of course, that was the beginning. If we hadn't, if the Iberville's leaders hadn't had the vision to move the road at that time, we would not be where we are today. Well, during that time, Doctor Sangani was a friend of mine, and watched him very closely because he had this cardiology, a very successful cardiology clinic. But he had begun to make major investments. Of course, that part of his business grew absolutely substantially to the point that he actually has his headquarters in Dallas now but right. um i remember well cuz at, at the time the you know the sun hero was challenged whether we should support the issuance of tiff bonds and you know, there were some people trying to fight against it and we were we were supportive of of the mayor and the city council's efforts to try to move that ball forward and it turned out as you pointed out it turned out to be just a an incredibly visionary move on their part, and and I think they've been an example, and they've done more since then of how tip bonds can really work when you're dealing with a developer that really is putting some big big money on the table, and that's the story, isn't it? That is the story for for those of those that don't for those of our viewers, your viewers that don't know, tip <laughs> tip just stands for tax increment financing. So in other words, uh, a municipality. Can, with approval from the state, can borrow money to put in infrastructure that is necessary for development, and the money gets paid back. That loan gets paid back through the sales tax diversion. That indenture has to be paid back first from those sales tax proceeds. So, we, the city, did TIF one, TIF two, TIF three, and it did. Uh, it seemed like it inspired other communities because, of course, Jackson County got some um, very pioneering legislation that enabled them to create a, um, a TIF bond for uh, for their project with the Cook Road development project and would not be able to move forward uh, with the infrastructure without that. It's been it's been incredible to watch. And as I said, you know, 
if you think about the, sort of the retail piece of this and what has contributed to the city, there's been a giant sucking sound <laughs> off of I-10 into uh, into the Iberville as a result of, of that that vision, and more to come. I mean, it's going to be exciting to see where where this is headed. I I know the Mandale family really well, and I've watched very closely as as uh, as a major project at I-10 and I-110 continues to move forward. Um, hopefully, man, that thing hit, you know hits the ground, and we we can see unbelievable uh, uh, future for, for the city. It's exciting to watch all this, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. If you drive uh, anywhere in Diarville or up and down the interstate, you uh, you see what is just the tip of the iceberg for development. The car dealerships, you know, years ago, um, our Ford dealer was told that they needed to move up to the interstate, and it really wasn't, it really wasn't a great place for them at that time. But now, because the city had the uh, ability to go out and get the land secured, put it in a big parcel, and make it available, uh, now we have, you know, we like to good-naturedly, we love Biloxi, of course, but we love to good-naturedly tease Biloxi and say that Diarville is now the dining and shopping venue for Biloxi. <laughs> that is uh, that's true, and there's always been I mean a good friendly competition between the two. But it's exciting to see that. You know what I think about people like you, Jerry, and I always am interested in knowing. I mean, you've got a long, long, long history of giving back to the community. What motivates you to do that? Where did that come from? Well, you know, Ricky, my dad was a United <clears throat> United Methodist minister till the day he died. And uh, he uh, he told us that you cast your bread upon the waters and it'll come back tenfold. But then there's another component to it, Ricky, and it's called being voluntold. And you, you've probably experienced that. I've been voluntold back in 1993. I just moved over to D'Iberville and somebody came in from the chamber and says, hey, uh, we want to put you on our board. And I'm like, well, I'm... I don't really know why I'm qualified for that, but um, but I joined, and it's we have a great family. Our chamber of commerce has a really great board of directors, and always have for. I believe this is the end of my or the beginning of my thirtieth year working in Diarville. But it was even more fun to see how Diarville moved along. But um, but that's uh, but also the Lions Club, Biloxi Lions Club, has been my family also since about that same time. You know, you may know, or you probably know, I have a I have a vision impairment. I lost a sight in my left eye back in 1984. So with Lions Club, you know, our primary goal, our uh, project, of course, is site site um, conservation and eye surgeries provided and eyeglasses and so forth. So anyway, I guess my dad, to answer your question, my dad set the example and we got to just kind of move forward and carry the ball. Well, it's, 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 it's exciting to see that, and, and you kind of downplay your years and years of commitment. But we'll talk more about that on the other side as we continue our conversation with my friend Jerry Dodge. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll tell the rest of the story on the other side. We'll see you after this break. to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
We're visiting with my friend Jerry Dodge, who's with People's Bank in Diaberville. And uh, it's a great story to tell here about his commitment to the community over over so many years. Uh, I, we, we talked about the Lions Club and and the and the Chamber of Commerce, of course, but it goes so much deeper than that. It involves the Boys and Girls Club and YMCA. I was particularly interested in the fact that you have been engaged in the Board of Commissioners for the Coast Transit Authority. I worked closely with the Coast Transit Authority after Hurricane Katrina. I was the uh, vice chairman of the tourism effort for the Governor's Commission, and there was a there was a bit of a challenge getting the money to rebuild or, or continue to build the comfort stations along the beach. And uh, I worked with leadership there to work with the governor to try to find that money so we could get that process, process moving forward. But I've been really impressed with what the Coast Transit Authority has been able to accomplish over a bunch of years. That is, I mean, that is a really important effort, isn't it? Yes. You know, um, people, we're kind of like a, Coast Transit is kind of like the, uh, like a sleeping uh, entity. You don't really think about it as much for you and me, but you know, the average person that's hurt so bad, so badly by rising gas prices and inflation can, for $50, they can get to and from work every single day for a month, right? But, uh, but yeah, when I started on the board back in 2010, I had no idea about public transportation or the value of it. And under Kevin Coggins, our executive director's leadership, I have learned so much. Who would have thought that today Coast Transit Authority is building a bridge across Highway 90? What a, an amazing project and what a benefit to the community to keep people safe. They can go back and forth to Jones Park safely. Uh, we'll have uh, a tram that runs across there that can bicycle walk or take the tram. And uh, go back and forth. It's a. Uh, it's just amazing. Who would have ever thought we would be building a bridge? But uh, you know, if you think about you think about the old uh, Gulfport Library after Katrina, there was a lot of discussion about whether it was actually historic or whether it was architecturally significant, whether it should be torn down. They really didn't know what to do with it. So it's so interesting now that the aquariums come to fruition. Of course, you have the parking garage over there. Now that building, the CTA sort of you know brought that building back, and you had to walk over. That's an exciting corner, isn't it? Yeah, you know, um, years ago when Murtis Franks decided that she wanted to have that uh, parking facility built there, we all looked at her, or we were all curious as to, well, you know, it seems like it's in the wrong place, but and here comes the library, here comes the uh, aquarium, and it all just dovetails together perfectly, you know, for that use. But the library project, restoring that, you, you can imagine, Ricky, but most people cannot imagine what a test that was for Kevin Coggin and our staff at CTA and dealing with the, the State Department of Archives and History, who does a great job. But it was an exacting job to stay within those parameters of keeping that building architecturally and historically correct. But we, uh, our staff and our contractors pulled it off. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all, as you pointed out, <laughs> just because yeah. I worked closely with Kevin and uh, I know him to be someone who is really determined, just doggedly determined to to make things happen. I mean, I like the work the CTA does with the homeless community and certain certain events that they have. It's just a, it's just a great organization. I've got to ha I'll have Kevin on soon to tell his complete story and tell the story of CTA in coastal Mississippi. It's really an important story for for, for sure. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, if you look back in your in your time in your in your work, you've hit on so many cylinders. Certainly, you know the visually impaired point that you made out not just 
with the Lions Club at the Sun and uh, Sea and Sun camp volunteer. You know, in that regard, uh, you've uh, you've been past president of several organizations. What stands out for you as you look back and all the efforts you've been involved with in the community? Well, it takes because it takes so many people to make those things happen. It's never uh, one person. And sometimes, you know, it's 90 percent of the work gets done by 10 percent of the people. But those 10 percent are invaluable. The, the core group of people that are involved in these organizations that have been successful have been there for so long. And uh, that's it. It's uh, it's everybody pulling together with their oars in the water at the same time in the same direction. So how has uh, the banking business these days, my friend? Well, you know, you hear a lot about interest rates, um, but they, uh, people are still moving on. Uh, I do a lot of commercial lending, construction lending, and that's still going on. Uh, it seems like people understand that we have to, you know, the rates right now, people say, oh, they're so high. Well, they're, they're, you know, most of my lending career prime rate was around 10 or so, between 8 and 10. And when it dipped down below 4% for so long, people became accustomed and thought that was the norm. But when the rates are that low, it's really not good. It means there's something going on in the economy that the Fed is trying to uh, trying to moderate. So, yes, business is good. Business is very, uh, very good right now. And I'm uh, we're trying to reap, reap it in right now. Are you still engaged in Mardi Gras? Yeah, you know, this will be my ninth year to pull the uh, Cru de Moza float uh, for for Lloyd A. Bear in the uh, in the in all the parades and five of the parades: the two Biloxi parades, the two Ocean Springs parades, and then the Diarville parade, of course. And you know, I thought about that. If it weren't for the drivers, and if it weren't for the people that spend their money to build the floats and to staff them and to buy the event insurance and to go through all these things, you know, we just wouldn't have Mardi Gras. So again, it's, it takes everybody to uh, put that together. It, it really does, and I, I see you sort of humbly giving credit to a lot of other people, but we appreciate your role that you played in the community over all these years. And we're out of time, but it's been great to catch up with you, Jerry. Well, it's been a pleasure. I'd love to uh, be on again someday. Uh, for, for sure, for sure. This has been Jerry Dodge from Diaberville. It's been a pleasure to, to visit with him. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.